Welcome to another episode of This Is My Generation, a podcast full of information for parents in the early years of homeschooling who are seeking clarity and encouragement to get through the uncertainty of homeschooling and build a thriving education for their family. I'm Dr. Melanie Bisson, the founder and owner of Generation, a company transforming education for the six plus million parents now paving their own educational path for their kids, the next generation. We do this through our group coaching program, Harvest, where parents sow seeds of clarity in their vision and goals, reap the fruits that come from being aligned in your approach and programs, stay rooted in empowerment and thrive together in community. You can follow us on Instagram at underscore This Is My Generation. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, wherever you are, whenever you find your way to this podcast. Hello. Um, This is episode two of this little like mini series for the start of the new year that I didn't like put a name to, but just (laughs) ended up working out that way. There was just so much to say. And so we're going to talk about like resolutions that are not resolutions and just accepting where we are while problem solving and personally developing like on a regular basis, which sort of sounds like an oxymoron, right? But I believe it doesn't have to be. Um, And so I want to just talk more about like decluttering decluttering our minds of all of the distractions and reducing the impact of like shiny object syndrome, you know, where everything's like, ooh, let me get into that or ooh, I should do this first. And just leaning into what it means to be simple and content in our homeschooling and motherhood you know, see how I'm not leaving out how we are both the teacher and the parents, right? Even amidst the chaos. And even if you say to yourself, well, you know, my house is not chaotic. Like I live a simple, a simple life. We don't do a whole lot of this or that. Like chaos doesn't have to be the same for everyone. Like right now I define my chaos as the two boys just sort of, you know, yelling constantly in my little overstimulated triggered brain. Um, but it could just be like all of the things you have to do, even for the most organized person like myself, it's still just a lot. Right. And so having a roadmap for understanding what to say yes to and what to say no to and how to avoid even having to make a decision in the first place is helpful. And I think we're all guilty of like the quote unquote, it's just a season and getting through it season. But what if we actually walked in the so-called season with purpose and like seeing it for what it is, right? Like learning, memories, development, progress, like that's what I want to focus on today. And this notion that like there's an acceptance that needs to take place as the starting point. Because, you know, there, there are days, again, like where it feels like chaos is just a part of us, right? It's like, it's our middle name. And like, there's, you know, homeschooling stuff on the dining table and trying to move those aside for lunch without losing where you were. And like, just the constant juggling act between teaching and answering work emails or practicing spelling while you're tending to the baby. And um, like, even today, I was trying to sweep up part of the the floor over by the entryway in the front door. And I had moved like this sort of ceramic large ceramic vase that's on the floor and at that exact moment the two and a half year old Levi was like mom I gotta poop and he's running into the bathroom so like I gotta help him because I gotta help him up to the little uh you know full down magnetic seat and he's doing that and I then I realized he like peed a little bit like going in and 
I mean, like just, you know, the, the tiniest bit just to make his underwear wet and annoying and have to go in the laundry. And so I take that off, but then I look at my watch and I'm like, well, it's five 30. Like you're going to go to bed in a half hour. Like I should just bathe you now. Cause it's probably been like three days. And so like, I literally do that. And then like my husband walks in and like almost hits the vase. And like, there's a half pile of stuff on the floor, right? Like it just, it's, it's where we are, even if you don't have like the littlest of littles. Right. <clears throat> and so like, and even with the best partners in the world, right? Like, there's still just a home that needs cleaning. Like, there's animals to take care of, meals to prepare, like, laundry pretending it's not there. And then, like, activities and outings, right? It's just, it's a wild ride. We know it. It's okay to acknowledge that. Like, I've lovingly coined our world upright chaos. Because <laughs> I don't think I will ever live that, like, slow, picturesque, like, homesteading life. Or like really simply laid back homeschool life that you see on Instagram. It's just, it's not who I am like as a woman and professional. Like I like to be busy and connected to all of the things. And I love that I get to do all of that now with my kiddos. And yes, like I sometimes stress and worry about like the balance of free range play versus scheduled activities in my calendar. And I, you know, see the shiny object syndrome of like, or this, you know, the, just the shiny object of like the thousand hours outside and like, ooh, I should start that. And then like, I just, I can't, right? Um, but like, and that's a whole other episode really. But like, the point is that I want you to take a moment and just give yourself credit for the multitude of roles you play. And I know we hear that a lot, but like, you got to let it soak in very often. Okay. You're not just a mom. You are a superhero, a legit superhero managing schedules and lesson plans and the occasional science experiment that's messed up in the kitchen, right? Like all of the things, it's no small feat and it's absolutely normal to feel like you are navigating a maze. And it can especially feel this way after a long break, like the holidays, when we feel this intense need to just start to declutter, to start over, to start fresh. And that's what I like about this little community because we're in this together and there's beauty in this just messiness of our homeschooling lives. Like, and you can't see me, but I air quoted messiness because it's this sort of like trendy, all encompassing word for just stuff, right? Like all of the stuff in life. And like, similarly, like we talk about the phrase that we often throw around like that, you know, quote unquote, it's just a season. It's like this mantra, this coping mechanism, but like, what if we transform it into something that's more than just getting through it? Like, what if we actually saw each season as a purposeful journey? It is so much of my work this year, personally. And, and as a believer, like, you can be even more encouraged by this. Knowing that the new heaven and earth is starting now. Like, that we don't have to wait. That everything is already being made new. And as a side note, like I'm working through the She Reads Truth, uh, it's a six week devotional on everything new these past two weeks. And it's just been a real treat. Um, but I digress because it, it is, it's just this powerful reminder that every season, like whether it's the intense days of like the early learning or the challenging teen years, like they all have its unique lessons, its joys, its growth opportunities. And we don't want to miss it, right? Like I love hearing from the parents that are on the other side and all of their wisdom. And I wish I hadn't done this, or I wish I leaned into this more. And like, instead of viewing this quote unquote season as a temporary hurdle, like it's valuable and important to shift our mindset. Each season is a chapter in the grand story of our homeschooling journey. And it's an important to learn and adapt and create memories that are going to last a lifetime because 
it just it becomes less overwhelming to view it in that sense I truly believe and just see each season as not something to get through but something to sit in and embrace and just simplify in our minds right because acceptance is a powerful tool it doesn't mean like we're resigning ourselves to chaos or like just a mundane life but it's recognizing that growth and progress really often start with acknowledging where we are like sometimes we just skip too far ahead to like the vision boards and the dreams instead of seeing where we are right now because it doesn't mean like we stop aspiring for better it just means we embrace the present moment as a foundation for the future the foundation for the future and i mean like i think in the midst of the craziness like there's this just really beautiful opportunity for personal and educational growth because by accepting the challenges and the joys of the present like i think we get to build this stronger foundation for the days to come right like i think of um the planting seeds in a garden, right? We nurture them today, knowing that they'll bloom into something beautiful tomorrow. Um, and it's a big part of why the program is named Harvest, right? Because it's the idea that parents are sowing the seeds of clarity with their visions and their goals and defining educational philosophies. And then we get to reap the fruits that come from being aligned in that vision and approach, right? The smoothness in choosing a curriculum, leaning into our children's learning preferences, and then knowing what to say yes and no to for extras. Then you get to stay rooted. And I say get to because it becomes like a right that you have after putting in that early work. But you're rooted in empowerment as you trust more in your abilities and the process that you've outlined and you're nurturing this growth mindset, and witnessing them grow. And then you finally get to thrive in a community and share all of that with new and fellow homeschooling moms. Like how awesome is that? Like that's what keeps me going and keeps me focused on the goal setting and, and staying grounded in the here and now and really keeping that long-term and focus because like that is just so awesome to me thinking of all of that and breaking generational curses and bonds and like just this is my generation, right? This is the moment for us as parents to start something new. We all know that we parent off of some groundwork and foundational aspects that were laid for us from our parents, right? And so like, think of what we get to do for future generations of our line, right? Okay, so accepting where we are right now, like let's, I just I sort of want to like take a collective deep breath because I feel like I can just sort of keep going on that tangent for a while and just inhale all of the stuff, the chaos, but really just the stuff, the messiness and exhale the pressure because in this chaos, there is growth. And in all of this complexity, there is still beauty. And in this very, very moment, guys, like you are doing an amazing job. And I'm reminded of this by one of my coaches in my perfectionist program, uh, but applying like force and pressure to something that could otherwise be easy won't make the result any better. It actually makes it harder. <laughs> and like, I really had to sit on that for a little while. So like, if you're trying to make some type of resolution because you think it will make you more productive or focused or help the kids stay on track, but you aren't in love with the idea. And if something else you have planned, like maybe, you know, like continue a, continuing a curriculum, you know, because you've already bought it, like if that feels forced, like you can recalibrate. It's the essence of like sunk cost fallacy. 
and I won't go into all of my MBA mumbo jumbo, but like the, the point is you can, and you will find simplicity, purpose, and joy in your homeschooling journey. If you follow these steps and just embrace the simplicity in homeschooling. Okay. And what, what does that even look like? Um, because up until this point, like it could just sound all like theoretical, like, oh yeah, Mel, like that sounds, you know, like lovely. Like you're saying a lot of things that make me like nod and stuff, but like, how do you actually want me to get there? Cause right now it just feels like a lot and I'm either ready to give up or like, I can't see myself doing more and like, even just, you know, journaling or whatever, like goal setting, like it's just too much. And so I want to talk about the art of decluttering, like not just our homeschool spaces, but our minds. Right. And I'll leave the the new year, like physical decluttering to the experts um, and, and probably also point myself in that direction. But I'm, I'm talking about recognizing and reducing distractions. Okay. Shifting again from that shiny object syndrome where everything is like something we should do. And we're just so overwhelmed with the amount of information that we have in terms of like something we should do or something that even just seems attractive. Um, and like starting and stopping and feeling guilty about it or like wishing we, wishing we could do it, right? I mean, that's it for me right now. Um, I saw a one of the CC moms from our co-op had posted this Memorize the Bible group that another mom had started, I think maybe two years ago. And they did like Second Peter last year. And this year is First John, three chapters of First John. It's two verses a week. And there's this wonderful woman that's like set it and composed it to music, which I know has been so helpful for the kids. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this would be lovely. And I, I, I saw it like the week before New Year. And I'm like, great, I can get in. I've done, you know, uh, some memory work before. I'm like, but this, this can be great. I can do this along the CC stuff, whatever. And we're, we're about to get into week three. And y'all, like I've read them and that's about it. And immediately I'm like, man, like I really wanted to do that, like blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I shouldn't have even done it in the first place. I want to, but that's really something that I'll be able to do when the kids are more self-sufficient and they're, they're truly playing individually or together without me having to interrupt and like check if this cry is legit or if this cry is just like, you know, I bumped my nose and I'm going to move on for a moment. And it's like, I have to, I mean, I'm literally doing what I'm talking to you guys about right now and just like embrace the simple stuff. And like, why do I have to try to dabble in everything? And some of it's just my personality and some of it is just the deep desire to like have something for myself right now. But that's, that's what I'm talking about is being able to like make those decisions to say yes or no to things, to have clarity, to shift from the shiny objects and just find the profound beauty and simplicity and contentment right now. And it's the ability to clear that mental fog and just rediscover the joy and the basics because our minds are just, I mean, we know it. We're moms, we're homeschooling moms. We have so much more. It's just like that busy highway during rush hour, right? Like, and I'm speaking to the Queens of this, I know, because like we have the added layer of like with homeschooling than other parents who don't, right? And it's not a competition for like what's on your plate. Like it's just, I believe it's the truth, right? But thoughts, worries, plans zooming past us, like there it's just this mental cacophony. <laughs> and look, like I'm using one of the music theory words from from CC in my vocabulary. <laughs> I love it. But like I really do just 
want to take a moment to recognize like that state of mental overstimulation and just acknowledge that it's okay. And then we start the process of decluttering. So consider this like, you know, whatever that mental, um, who is it? Oh, Marie Kondo moment. I never got into that, but I, I remember all the craze for a while. Like what thoughts spark joy? Like what mental habits are just taking up valuable space? Identifying and letting go of those distractions is really, I I believe, one of the most powerful ways to create mental clarity because it's about finding what truly matters, especially in your homeschooling journey and your goals and just focusing on that. And so for me, like I found in the last 90 days that trying to work in the evening was absolute misery for me. And I'm not saying like I loved opening my laptop at 8 p.m. after Josiah was in bed to do like coursework for three years, like doing my doctorate, but it didn't feel like it does now. Like I just discovered how radically different it is working a corporate job while the kids were at school and then, and then doing my own like schoolwork versus being with them all day and homeschooling and then trying to do my own work. Like now my business, you know, instead of school, but like things were going unfinished. You can even see that on the website now. Um, And I was just so, so mad at myself and this feeling towards myself and this pressure obviously rubbed off on my attitude overall, like with my family. And so I decided to shift things after I had spent some time, like in mid-December, just sort of catching up on my Bible in a year reading plan in the evenings. Like, and I just said, huh, like there's something to this. Like I had always used morning time to read and pray because Everyone always talked about the benefits of, you know, like starting your day with that peace and clarity and setting yourself up well, like, et cetera, et cetera. And it was lovely. But then I had zero at the end of the day to like recalibrate my brain, like towards my work. Like it just, everything felt loud, even though it was quieter and my phone was busier and it was just a more welcome distraction. Like you get the picture, right? Like I was just, I forced this for months. And then this month I said, you know what, I'm going to switch it. And so now, granted, I'm only a weekend and I did miss a day, but like, holy cow, does it feel great? Like waking up at 430 still isn't awesome, but I'm going to bed with this free and clear mind because of my quiet reading time being in the evening rather than work. And then the two hours I have in the morning, like after I shower feels like four hours, like seriously, because of how quietly productive I am. Like, I don't reach for my phone because nothing has infiltrated my brain yet, like the news of the day or like whatever friend has something going on. Like, and instead I just get to quiet all of that with my reading and time with God in the evening. And it was like this wild aha moment for me. And that doesn't mean it would work for you, right? Like the point is the mental decluttering and what was taking up space and not sparking joy. Because part of this for me is also the pressure to get physically back in shape. Like I was in this great routine until interruptions with daycare and so on, like, in the early part of last year, but like the pressure and disgust I had with myself was taking up way too much space in my head. And so instead of doing a resolution to like also add that into the morning, like I told myself that I just needed to focus on just this bit first and then see how to work that in later. And the act of simply making that decision is what it's all about. Like the combination of what we talked about both last week and today. And that's a big deal because it's so much easier said than done. And I don't even have a an inner voice. That's a whole other like story. My friends are all amazed, and my husband and I talk about it regularly. Like, there, I did this whole like research and found like there's, it's a minority 
Um, but like, I, I don't have an inner voice. I don't talk to myself all day. Like, sure. I have thoughts here and there and stuff, but like, when I hear from people who like have an inner voice and like talk to themselves all the time and like how loud it is and stuff, I'm like, I can't even imagine because like, it's already a lot for me and I can't imagine having that going on. And so people like me, like I, I when I close my eyes, I can't see anything. And it took me forever because I used to be so frustrated. Like you'd listen to this. Um, this is a total side note. I know, but like you would listen to something like some, you know, meditation, whatever. And they'd be like, close your eyes and picture you're at the beach. And I sit there and I'm doing it now, but it's like, you close your eyes and like, I don't see anything. Like it's, it's just black. It's dark. Um, and like, and then I finally understood. So it's like, I know if those thoughts are taking up space for me, I can only imagine how much more it is for some of you who do have the inner voice and like the thoughts you talk to yourself about and like what is going on in terms of like making decisions and all the things you do have to make decisions about. And hopefully like you, you really leaned into last week and you did that practice and exercise and you listed all the decisions and you made them and now you're moving on from them. Um, cause it is, it's just, it's so helpful. Uh, but I also want to talk about like the allure of the shiny object thing, right? Because I think especially in our world of homeschooling, like the shiny objects can be so many things like the latest curriculum, the trendiest teaching method, like the seemingly perfect homeschool setup that we see on social media. Like, it's just easy to get swept up in the excitement and like always thinking that there's this better way or better resource just around the corner. But here's the thing. Simplicity often breeds contentment. And when shifting from like the shiny object doesn't mean we stop exploring and growing. Cause I think that's like the deep down fear, right? It just means that we find joy in what we have. It's like having this treasure trove of like all these educational gems or whatever, like right in front of you. Like you don't need every shiny one of them. You just need the ones that align with your goals and values. Like, and as we are on this quest for defining our our purpose and philosophy and our goals and our homeschooling experience and just journey, like we can sometimes overlook the beauty and the basics, like just the essentials the core subjects, that meaningful conversation, just these shared experiences with one another are the heart of homeschooling. They're really the building blocks of that rich, fulfilling education that you get to look back on and talk with your kids about when they're older. And finding joy in the basics doesn't mean abandoning innovation altogether, right? Like, or variety. It doesn't mean that as like a classical education mom that I disregard the value of the Latin work and the orchestra and so on, but it means when things feel wild and on fire, like just recognizing that the foundation of education is built on simple, timeless principles for me. It's about like the joy of learning, that delight in discovery, like keeping things like when I say just to 90 minutes a day, like then that's what I'm doing. And all of the little shared moments then become like these cherished memories, right? And that as long as I have my philosophy, my purpose, my goals outlined, and I can see where I'm headed, that decluttering the here and now is okay and it's needed because I still have this focus in the long term and everything's aligning back. And we want to anchor ourselves in those essentials, right? Like not just academically, but mentally. Because when we do that, we create the space for contentment and joy and just meaningful progress, right? So, okay, I, I, I said we were getting into the, the practical stuff, but like how do we actually do this like decluttering like purposefully and simply, right? And I think like the first thing is the art of setting boundaries and 
just the power of effective delegation. And these aren't just like strategies. Like I do consider them like lifelines for navigating the complexities of homeschooling and motherhood, like without burning out. And one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself is the ability to set boundaries. So think of it as like creating a protective bubble around your personal and homeschooling time. And boundaries aren't restrictions. They're just safeguards for your mental and emotional well-being. And acknowledging that chaos and like all the complexities that come with motherhood and homeschooling, being both the, the teacher and the parent, is the, the, the important first step. But like now I need you to envision a space where you decide what comes in and what stays out, right? It's about reclaiming control over your time and your energy. And when you set boundaries, you create that structured yet flexible environment that fosters productivity without overwhelming your mental space, right? And and boundaries and delegation go hand in hand because as homeschooling parents, we often try to be the teacher, the parent, the chef, the cleaner, like we're everything in between, right? But the truth is you don't have to do it all. And, and, and you're going to say like, nah, no, like that's, you know, you might say that like, there's no way for me, but like delegating tasks and responsibilities is not a sign of weakness. It is an, an actual strategic move to avoid burnout. It is necessary to build a team within your home and lighten the load for everyone. Okay. And if you're a single parent with young kids, I know that this may feel impossible, but it's all the more reason to lean into the acceptance of simplifying, but to also begin including the kids in the care of the home now, right. And setting routines and expectations around that. And involving the kids is the big focus of mine this year because like I can see how being home puts that much more just stuff in the house. It gets that much dirtier and cluttered. And you know, your homeschooling journey becomes a collective effort and you get the chance to focus on what truly matters, which is the quality time with your kids and the joy of learning together, right? And and mastering the art of delegation in a homeschool environment is really about finding that right balance and communicating it effectively. You know, like you can start by just identifying tasks, tasks that can be shared or outsourced, right? Like chores or meal planning and just involving your kids in the decision-making process, like that communication. I mean, I know I've talked about this so much, but it's really key. Um, I think like clearly expressing your expectations and ensuring that everyone is on the same page is essential because delegation is not just about like the offloading of tasks, but it's that, it's that creation of a collaborative and supportive atmosphere within your homeschooling space. And it's easier said than done. I know, like, I, I felt this immensely when I was in my corporate sales job, right? But delegation, I mean, even just in our homeschooling world, like, it can even happen within your curriculum, right? I mean, assuming aspects are aligned with your educational philosophy and your goals, like, you can leverage online resources and educational apps and even like consider joining a co-op, right? Like delegating certain aspects of your child's education can bring fresh perspective and experiences into your homeschooling routine without taking away from the home experience and you being the lead teacher and nurturer, right? Um, so boundaries and delegating and routines and stuff are next week's episode because I, I want to like round out this little series with more specifics without making this one an hour and a half. Um, so we're going to get more into the practical tips and stuff then, but like right now I just want you to remember that setting boundaries and delegating are not just strategies. Like they're true acts of self-care. Um, and when you create that balance and supportive environment, like you're not just preventing burnout, but you're also just fostering that positive and joyful homeschooling experience. It doesn't become 
something that you have to do. Again, it goes back to like, I get to do this. And in turn, you know, it just, it, it makes room for you to say yes to opportunities that align with your vision and your purpose and, and just gracefully decline the distractions that pull you away from that path, right? And when faced with a decision, like I just ask myself, like, does this align with my priorities and values? And if the answer is yes, then I embrace it wholeheartedly. If it's a no, like I'm not afraid to decline it anymore. It like saying no is not a rejection. It's a choice to protect your vision and maintain focus. And that's why I'm so passionate about regularly revisiting your priorities and your values, especially as your homeschooling journey involves, because it's easy to get distracted away from it with shiny objects or something a friend is ranting and raving about doing and suggesting, you know, strongly to you. Like life just throws us into different seasons and homeschooling adds it's just its own unique flavors in the mix that many of our friends that don't homeschool, like don't understand. And we have to have tools to move beyond merely just, you know, getting through it to actually thriving in each quote unquote season. (laughs) And please, please remember that thriving does not mean there's no hardships or trials of any kind. Okay. Like you, you've, you've kind of gotten that tone from me before that like, just some of my frustration with like society and culture. And I like, it just does us a disservice with how we use that word. Like thriving is about, to me, like it's operating from a state of clarity, and peace and simplicity in what we are experiencing at any given moment. Like in light of the big picture, like in our case, which is homeschooling. Like that phrase, it's just a season is sometimes, again, like I've said, like just this survival mantra. But if it becomes our anthem of purpose, then seasons aren't just hurdles to endure, like they're actual opportunities for growth and learning and memories. Like it's just, we we put such this label on like what it means to be thriving. And it's like, it doesn't mean I'm running around like excitedly passionate about homeschooling every single day. Um, you know, and like whether it's a few months or a few years when you feel like you're in, you know, that phase of life, like... And, and whether or not it's like sunshine or storms every time, it's like each of them offers unique lessons, right? And so we have to see beyond the immediate challenges and just recognize that there's so much potential for personal develop, development for us, like each step. And, you know, that just thriving in each of these seasons or phases, like just means that we get to embrace it as that necessary part of our journey not just this like temporary inconvenience, right? Because um, we've talked about fostering a growth mindset, I think like at the at the end of the year, like maybe early, early December, a few episodes ago. Um, and so now we get to put those tools to use, right? Like every season is a chance to learn and adapt and emerge stronger. Um, so just encourage that growth mindset in yourself and your children so that you can turn like any obstacles that you have into stepping stones, right? For future. Um, I really just think it comes down to intention, right? We can and we will navigate the chaos with intention because, you know, we just talked about decluttering our minds and building plans with purpose and simplicity and and homeschooling and motherhood. Like we, it's a given, right? It's chaotic. But again, the focus is on bringing order and purpose, All right. And so next week, we'll talk more about routines and rituals, like and how they play this crucial role in bringing order into this just daily whirlwind. Right. And they they provide the sense of 
predictability and stability, and they create a rhythm that helps you know both you and your children navigate tasks and activities and all those things. So make sure you come back. But I think ultimately embracing the journey with intention and purpose is such a powerful choice. And it's just acknowledging that not every day is going to be perfect, but within each day, there are plenty of moments of joy and growth and connection. And we have to embrace the whole journey, like the chaos, the messiness, the stuff and all with the understanding that it's just a meaningful adventure, that the whole thing is going to wrap up in one big photo album, uh, like, you know, mentally and, and physically. So, okay. Um, how are we on time? All right. I just, I feel like a recap is necessary because we've covered a lot. And, and sometimes I just feel like I kind of went in circles and I'm just so grateful that you guys are here with me because, you know, we've, I think just explored the art of embracing simplicity in homeschooling, right? Accepting where we are, decluttering our minds, finding joy in the basics. It's about recognizing that chaos is part of the process. But within that chaos, there's incredible growth and beauty and just so much to embrace and love. Remember, you're not just a mom, you're a superhero. Genuinely, you know, managing schedules, lesson plans, all the stuff in between. So give yourself credit for all those roles you play. Embrace the chaos. Just breathe through the the pressure and feel simplicity in your homeschooling journey. And, you know, as we navigate the, the little mantra, you know, it's just a season. Let's transform it into an anthem of purpose. I think that's what I should. I should call the episode anthem, an anthem of purpose, like transforming that mantra. We'll see if I go with it. Um, but every season, right? Like just whether it's, again, sunshine, storms, rainbows, clouds, like whatever analogy, like it offers us unique lessons, opportunities for growth. Again, thriving doesn't mean avoiding challenges. It means facing them with intention and clarity. All right. So while we take a collective deep breath, just again, inhale the stuff, exhale the pressure, accept where you are, because within that acceptance, you get to lay that foundation for future growth and progress. Okay. So I'm excited. Please go listen to last week's episode if you haven't yet. And next week's episode, uh, stay tuned for the boundaries and delegating and routines and all those practical details. Um, Until next time. If this is resonating with you and you want to be free of the uncertainty and the overwhelm, then hop on over to thisismygeneration.com and explore the options for the Harvest program and download one of our free eBooks. I'm so excited to help parents get out of their head and get in sync with their homeschool vision and plans. Our four-step process of sowing seeds of clarity, reaping the fruits of alignment, staying rooted in empowerment, and thriving in community include all the concrete ways to overcome the common mindset challenges homeschool parents face and move you into a growth mindset that will trade the uncertainty and overwhelm for calm confidence. And don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast and follow us on Instagram at underscore this is my generation.